Hello, this is Jamie. And this is Heather, and welcome to Using Our Inside Voice, a twice-monthly podcast where we awaken to the extraordinary meaning of everyday, mundane life by passing it through a particle collider of different and differing perspectives. Today, we're using our inside voice to talk about automatic writing, messages from the guides, and how it all tied into the current influx of energy. Boy, is it ever. <laughs> this is, uh, it's been a very interesting... Well, this stuff has been coming in for probably about three weeks now, realistically. I mean, trickling in at first. Well, I want to say trickling in at first over the, like, I want to say, like, probably three weeks ago is when I started noticing that I was getting more messages or getting prompted to go into kind of my more receiving mode. What does that if look you like? Will. What does that mean? Um, you know, for me, it's really random. And it it it's like a moment in time, I just get this, this nudge, this inkling that I need to sit down and start writing. Most of the time, it will look like opening up the, uh, the uh, note app on my phone and just start writing whatever. But um, yeah, a couple days ago, I was prompted to start with the automatic writing again, which automatic writing is something that I was aware of doing when I was younger. Oh, let me, let me back that up. I won't say that I'm aware. It was just something that I did. Mm -hmm. So as a kid that could hear things happening on the other side. So I'm talking about, you know, dead folks talking. (laughs) Um, I mean, let's just call it what it is that's what it is but was it Um, was it just dead folks mainly dead folks was it was it spirit guides did could you tell the difference not at that not at that age because for me it started really early like Mm -hmm. I honestly as as far back as I can remember I want to say three or four is probably around the time that I can like really remember because I I wasn't just hearing, I was also seeing. Mm -hmm. So I was hearing stuff, but I was also seeing things. And I remember probably the visuals more at that age, but I also remember, you know, that I would talk to these individuals and they would talk to me. So, you know, that's, I I don't know that, like, I didn't really talk to anybody about it, though. I just figured I I was an only child. I spent a lot of time alone in my room or outside with, you know, the Barbie dolls. So for me, it would come out probably in play Mm -hmm. more often than not. You know, like conversations between Barbie and Ken or Barbie and Skipper or, (laughs) you know, I want to or I want to play spaceship today. So I would go and drag the lawn chairs from the backyard into the front yard and build little forts and sit inside and press you know, the, the different rungs of the chair, like, like there were buttons on the spaceship. Mm -hmm. And so I I had all of this, you know, I I had a lot of time to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was, was really, uh, 
in, you know, in demand of my time when I was younger. I was either being watched by my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, or one of my parents, but they both worked. They worked on opposite schedules. So it was kind of like, you know, well, here's the house. Do whatever you want, kid. <laughs> like, Don't make a mess and don't kill yourself. <laughs> Have fun. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but as far as like the writing goes, I remember very vividly asking for notepads and I would scribble and scribble and scribble and scribble and scribble on the notepads for I would go in my room and sit and scribble for an hour and then come out and show whoever was there and ask if it says anything does this say anything (laughs) does this say anything does this say anything? Like, I was so intrigued. It's like, clearly, you know, this has to say something. It has to mean something. And I was always so disappointed when somebody would look at it and go, no, no. (laughs) And it's like, ah, I know it says something. I know it does. Look again. (laughs) You know, it's like, I kept wanting to, uh, you know it's like to decipher the whatever code surely was coming through in in this scribble Mm -hmm. so yeah um that was my first that was my first introduction and and honestly I want to say that I, I probably haven't done anything like that in earnest since since I really learned to write because after that I I think I kind of figured oh well I know how to I know how to do that now. If I if I know how to read and write, then like I don't need to do that anymore. I don't think I realized that at you were, the time you were that, exchanging one code for another. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. A couple of days ago, I I just I got the nudge to put my earbuds in and grab a pen, and paper, and and have at it. So my process is not generally close your eyes and doodle although I know that that's how a lot of people go about it Mm -hmm. um mine is more I kind of tune out I go into that kind of liminal or trance state Mm -hmm. very much like going into a regression Mm -hmm. which you're so familiar with Mm -hmm. um and I just start, I just start writing. And a lot of the times it's, it's very interesting because while I'm writing, I'm getting a lot of visuals. Right. So part of me is very tuned in to the visual, the visuals that I'm seeing. And I'm most of the time trying to try to, I, I get really interested in the visuals. Mm-hmm. So I can feel myself being pulled out of the writing sometimes in favor of wanting to go and investigate visually and then kind of getting nudged to go back it's like no no you're here to write like write this down it's like you can write and see at the same time do both please so um so yeah and it's it's been interesting because it seems like seems like everywhere we've turned recently this the same messages are are coming through um there's there's definitely a shift in in how energy is coming through who is picking it up and the frequencies that are being emitted well but back to the writing (laughs) back to the writing (laughs) okay (laughs) 
let's let's talk more pragmatically about what okay. you downloaded. If if are do you want to share any of that? Is it worth sharing? I mean, obviously, if they gave you a download, it's worth sharing. Um, did you want to? I mean, give a synopsis. Did you want to read it? How do you feel? Would be because when you you know read to me what you read to me, it stirred a whole bunch of questions. Um, and then a very large download that was unexpected. So I kind of like to dig into that because I know that when I was first starting to work with this kind of, or play, not work, but play with this kind of energy, that was, that was really what I was interested in. I was interested in processes. I'm not, you know, all the messages start to sound the same. After a while, like love and light and you are the light and you came here for this and you wanted to be here. And after a while, all of the messages just kind of make me roll my eyes because A, I feel there's something bigger going on. And B, they all, word wise, they all sound almost exactly the same. It doesn't matter if you're channeling Ashtar or Isis or you're working with Sekhmet or they're all saying the same thing. So I'd like to get into the weeds of the message that you downloaded so we can start to handle or explain some of what's happening when we get these messages that all sound the same. So I will definitely say that as far as when I went back and read it, because that's basically my process, I'll do it and then I'll go back and read it because just like being in regression, it's like I can remember bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it ends, it's like, okay, well, let's see what we got because I don't remember. Right. You know, bits and pieces will come back to me as I'm reading. And that's, you know, that's definitely my cue for you've definitely had <laughs> this type of experience. Otherwise, you know, this is, it's it's basically my cue to myself that, that I relinquished control mm-hmm. and stepped aside and let whatever needed to come through, come through. Sure. Um, so it's been a couple of days since I've even looked at it. So I'll go ahead and read it and again, try to make it through my, what ends up being chicken scratch by the time I'm done. But it says in the awakening, there will be those who return to their soul families of light. You will be visited in your dreams, both in sleeping and in awake hours. Your thoughts will drift, your hearts will open and your light will shine to meet your ancestors of light. The codes that you have carried for generations will come to you in these moments. In flashes of sacred places once visited, of ancient and otherworldly text once written, in familial sounding songs once sung, you are remembering. We ask that you remain open at these times. Strain not to see past what you are being shown. Struggle not to understand their meaning, but connect with their vibration and the frequency of your opening. These moments are perfect openings of receiving. Be aware of how it feels to receive these images and codes. Revel in how it feels to receive light code. Feel your heart expand. See the colors of your aura ever changing in your mind's eye. And feel your light body expand outside of the flesh while remaining safely tethered to the earth mother and her support see the rainbow light bridge take shape and expand bridging the gap between earth 
and other celestial civilizations beyond your thinking mind's reach. You are the architects and future citizens of a civilization that is now being formed on Earth. It is a continuation of our expansion, our work together through space, time, and dimension. You are seeding a new existence for your soul, one which will never cease to be. Your immortality is sown in the fabric of your compassion. You have learned by contrast what does not serve you. Think on these things no more. Release in your perfect time that which keeps you anchored to sadness or disparity. Observe what you have survived and feel the strength that your perseverance has afforded you. You are here by no small feat. Your contracts were many, and your journey to this point has been long. But you have arrived. The earth, in her turn, has also been on a great journey, and together you arrive at a common meeting place in the heart. Her vibration has been raising and you have risen to meet it. Your light frequency aligning to live in concert with one another. Magdalene's light keepers, daughters and sons of Isis, Mahenu Anu, you have arrived at a place of hearts revealing. Remain open, allow the vibration of the light to dispense through the body. Breathe slow and deep, a surge of light frequency. Breathe it in and know that you are the midwives of the new Earth's birth, guiding a new frequency to seed itself in this land and space, a frequency that is uniting and harmonious, ushering in a new balance among the masculine and feminine. So that was it. <clears throat> I feel like any good co-host slash interviewer on a spiritual program would react beautiful message beautiful message but uh my ADD having asked <laughs> a really like I got the gist of it and uh I just had a hard time sticking with it because it's all so yes it's beautiful but it's also homogenous and it's always homogenous when it comes from spirit and so when you first read it to me, my reaction was, are they really giving us anything new here? Like, <laughs> this is the same thing we always get. And then <laughs> they informed me that while the words sound the same, the energy codes that are actually attached to the words are what are, are the real purpose of the message. So the words that we use to communicate on a daily basis, our language is very restrictive. And, you know, they give us a message to comfort because they know that we're consciously yeah. listening. But the point of the message to comfort and consciously listen is to keep us there so that they can deliver the energetic codes that are attached that our subconscious that we energetically pick up on. And I was like, that is an acceptable ex explanation for what's happening there. I mean, finally, you know, because it's kind of been one of my, my bones of contention with the guides that they all sound so cryptic and never give, especially when you're working with the Galactic Federation of Light, 
Uh, mm -hmm. I gave them a lot of trouble <laughs> when I first started talking to them because they were always so cryptic and not helpful. And it, it was frustrating for me because I would always say, I understand if you can't tell me anything specific, but what you do tell me, it it needs to be helpful for people. It needs to be something that they can apply because after a while, it yeah. all starts sounding like platitudes and we get enough of that from our government. So if you're going to bother to give us a message, make it at least somewhat pragmatic so that it's really, you know, helping us. And there was some pragmatism in that message, to be fair. There was, you know, you basically, again, you signed up for this and you're here now and you're making it and you're succeeding. And that's all nice to hear. Um, but what came after, what came after I queried as to why all these messages sound the same was this mm, ambiguous little drizzle of breadcrumbs. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I, I see a trail of breadcrumbs and I'm like, well, and then of course me having no patience said, why are you always just doling out these puzzle pieces? And it takes forever to assemble the puzzle. Why are we doing this? And that's when they chose to show me exactly why they do it that way. <laughs> so if you've ever had a connection with your guides and you're frustrated because it just seems to take so long for them to disseminate these breadcrumbs or puzzle pieces to get you to where you're going. Let me try to shed some light as to why that happens. They sort of overtook me <laughs> and started giving me very large visuals very quickly, almost all at once. And it was so much energy that I couldn't sit still. And the only words that would come out of my face were, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I'm walking around my kitchen. I'm walking through my living room. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't sit still. Oh my God. Jamie's having to listen to me on the other end, wondering what, what, what's happening? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and it's because the energy that was attached to the visuals. First of all, the visuals had too much information compacted. It was like unzipping a, a zip file in a computer hard drive. And my okay. computer hard drive was not powerful enough to follow along. It wasn't, I, I needed time to process, you know, the hard drive was crunching big time because there was way too much information compacted into these visuals that were, they were giving me. So if I had tried to explain the visuals, it would have interrupted the flow of the messages that I was getting, which were way more interesting than trying to get the energy out of my body. I, it, it wasn't physically, it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, um, it was just a lot. It was a, a little overwhelming. It was exciting. Um, it didn't make mm -hmm. me anxious. It didn't make me nervous. There was no, you know, negativity around it physically. It was just a lot. It was like, when you get hit with crazy inspiration and you just can't sit still, it, it, it was like that feeling. And they're giving me these huge downloads, just clumps of information that the hard drive's crunching on. My brain hard drive is just crunching. And, and then after I had, you know, after the, the visuals kind of slowed down 
and they sat with me while I processed it. Uh, and let me tell you, they were none too smug about my reaction. <laughs> That's why we give it to you in breadcrumbs. And I was like, you know what? This is okay. I will take this any day. This is fun. This is fun for me. Uh-huh. Granted, that reaction was part rebellion because it was a bit much, but go for it. Let's do this. You want to do this? Let's do this. Um, <laughs> but as I sat there and I started processing it, and the words started coming out of my mouth to try and explain what I had just experienced. I realized that while they unzipped the file and dumped it into the hard drive, and the hard drive was able to process the information, the words that I was conveying the message through, though they were all pragmatic and and very process-oriented and and somewhat they were designed to be helpful. It's like the message was getting zipped back up as Mm -hmm. I was speaking. And what came out of my mouth was some homogenized, neutered version of what they had given me because our language is so restrictive and so tiny and so small that it literally cannot verbally express what they dumped on me. So yeah, what happens yeah, is yeah. what happens is is that they zip the file back up to be in our language. It's like it's gone through a translation app. And then what you are allowed to put out or to transfer when you're transferring that file, you're transferring a zipped version, a condensed version. And so all who hear it are hearing the very minuscule pragmatic message that that you've been given. But what they're subconscious, they're energetically picking up is a coded version. So essentially, no matter how pragmatic they get with their messages, it's always going to be a condensed version. It's always going to be a homogenized version. Even if it's homogenized in a pragmatic way, in in a 3D basic helpful hints way, it's like Cliff Notes version. Mm-hmm. And it's going to sound like something you've heard before a million times or worse, something you advice you would give to yourself or a friend who was struggling. And as you listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth and you realize they're not that helpful, you kind of get why they go for the more ethereal sort of love and light and hold the line and you've got this kind of message Because if it's going to be neutered anyway, it might as well be a message that's full of support and love because that's what your, that's what your conscious mind is going to pick up on anyway. Well, and they gave me a a few insights as well. And, And part of that is, you know, we, it's like, we, we want to get you in a nice, in a nice relaxed state, Mm. whatever words are going to get you to a place where you can breathe and slow down and be a little more accepting of the words, you know, these, these nice words that, that are not harmful (laughs) or, or asking too much of you Mm -hmm. or, or not doing anything to jostle you out of the physical state that they need you to be in, in order to receive that particular code. Totally. They need you to be relaxed. They need you to be 
as much in your heart space as as possible because that is where the frequency is resonating and they need that frequency to resonate it's also the reason why when you go to repeat it it often does not you know again it sounds very homogenized and wah 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 wah, wah and i have heard this before and why was it so you know what why was it such a revelation five seconds ago <laughs> and now it sounds like you know, every greeting card I've ever read yeah. <laughs> from Hallmark. Right. You know, it's like, or every international coffee commercial I've ever seen. Right. It's like, you know, it's, it's very, and it's, and that is kind of, um, what they just kind of told me again, reiterating was that that is how you know that it is the frequency that, that you're looking for and mm -hmm. not, the words so your our language is just simply not structured to hold frequency in that way it it's we're we're speaking we're getting to the point where we're going to start speaking more energetically mm -hmm. and right now this is how that has to come through because for most people it's either still too far out there for them to begin to wrap their heads around they're not into it they don't want to listen to it yet or they're at a place where they're they're curious and they're interested but they're also afraid still mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of of what this all means and you know am i crazy uh you know is my family going to lock me up if i talk about this at dinner? <laughs> right um you know there's there's still all of these these things that are being processed and and they're going to constantly show you the contrast between um you know our our human language and the language of energy which is what they are using which is frequency mm -hmm. um and and how that settles into your body and triggers the visuals and you know the the visuals will stick with you yeah <laughs> and they'll trigger all sorts of other things um well the visuals when you know, you know like the visuals are there to stick with you because that's how you build your vocabulary yeah. with your spirit team mm -hmm. you know it's certainly Absolutely. not going to happen it's not going to happen through words I mean, you can't, you can't hope to convey spiritual message with a language that was designed by sleeping people. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I thought this was very interesting because one of the biggest things that, that, um, popped out to me was the, you know, don't try so hard to to figure out what the words mean mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like don't try to dissect this message this is this is not the purpose of this message let we it, need you to let just it wash over you thing. yeah let it wash over you mm -hmm. we need you to and that has continued to come through over the last several days so like look we need you to be in this space of, of opening we need you to understand what it feels like we need you to you know and it's 
we get very caught up. The language, unfortunately, has has taught us to reference certain things in a very particular way. When somebody says heart, we think about the physical organ within the body, the heart, the thing that's, yes, it is pumping the blood through our veins and it's keeping us physically alive and going. But the heart space is different. It is it is not the organ. It is the space within the energetic self that also affects the physical body. It is it is our brain, our spiritual brain. Mm-hmm. It's not our thinking mind. It is it is our feeling mind. Yeah, is the heart space, the spiritual and, process, and and that is where a lot of this work is being done and they need us to realize when that is opening and realize that feeling that is there, that kind of, you know, warming, tingling sensation, feeling of expansion in the chest area. Like you want to throw your arms back and, you know, it's like kind of when you get that feeling, like you want to give somebody a really good hug (laughs) and you're throwing your arms open and you're, and it's like, Oh, this is so great. This feels wonderful. That, that, that ooey gooey warm yumminess of a fantastic hug is kind of the sweet spot. That is not my sweet spot. Well, I think for most people, that is the sweet spot. I don't know. Where they want you to feel energetically. I don't, well, I don't know if it is. Um, I think that it's, for me, when they're delivering messages and it comes right through my heart, it's, you know, it's like, I, unfortunately, because I hate crying, it ends up making me cry. It's this feeling of overwhelm. It's not, it's not a feeling that I necessarily relish. I don't hate it by any means. I don't dislike it even. I just, I, I recognize it as this, it's, it's as if a symphony of voices, because it usually happens when I'm giving people messages. Or when I'm receiving, or when I'm receiving a download that I'm going to be giving as a message, the energy that comes with that is a feeling of a symphony of people telling that person or those people how proud they are to be related to them. It's like the most supportive and it just brings me to my knees emotionally, just like my God, if, if people could tap into the pride Uh that I'm feeling through this portal, (laughs) well, they'd be in tears like me. (laughs) And I guess in that way, it is like an energetic hug. It's just my reaction to that energetic hug is not ooey gooey. It's Oh my fucking God. (laughs) How do, how do I manage all of this energy? This is crazy, you know? So I get what you're saying. I just, I want, I just want people to know that if it's not, 
Well, yeah, but I also want people to know that if it doesn't come through as ooey gooey and something that they want to bask in, because it could easily be, be mistaken as anxiety. If if someone's if someone's experienced true. a lot of trauma and they they can't they might not be able to tell the difference between anxiety and excitement. And if you're one of those people who can't tell the difference between anxiety and excitement, having messages come through your heart like that when you're first waking up can just be overwhelming. And there's nothing wrong with you if that's the case. This is true. This is very true. And I guess, it, you know, it it's, it's going to come through however it comes through best for you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time for me, like, <clears throat> I will say that the same thing happens to me. I tend to get very emotional. It is overwhelming. But at the same time, I have come to a point in my life where I am willing to accept that I actually like that feeling as much as the overwhelm might be scary Mm -hmm. sometimes I feed off of that feeling Mm -hmm. I do enjoy it so for me it is like an ooey gooey warm squishy hug Mm -hmm. like I've I have two people in my life that give amazing hugs one I'm married to and the other one has passed on Mm -hmm. and and that's you know, if, if I think about that kind of like that kind of amazing holding, it's like, I, I will puddle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> I give in. <laughs> and then like, that's it. I'm, I am happy to just be in that space. Um, even though it, it is overwhelming. There is, however, um, it it makes me also think about um, what I experience when, and I don't know if, if we actually want to dive into this at all today, but it reminds me of what I feel um, when I am having a, gosh, how do you, how, how would I even describe that? What would I call that? A, um, a episode of basically melding together with my higher self and it is very much a surge of energy it is very overwhelming I will tend to get very shaky and anxious and feeling like I've had 50 cups of coffee (laughs) and warm and I will start to lose like my cognitive thought kind mm-hmm. of goes out the window. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, it's very hard to hold that conversation. And it is almost painful. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar. I think it's very similar. They're they're definitely tied together somehow, but that is, I was shown recently that that is a, look girl, you're coming back together. You're sewing your pieces Right. Back together and you are rejoining what has what has always been there, but that you have pushed aside in favor of um, kind of your more beta brain survival mode Mm -hmm. on this planet. Mm -hmm. The things that you had to release in order to forget enough 
to be cool with being a human and giving this whole being human thing a go. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, they're definitely kind of cut from the same cloth, these experiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, either way, you're dealing with essentially a higher dimensional energy channeling through your physical body. So, of course, they're going to be similar, if not exactly the same. It's just, it doesn't matter if it's coming from what we refer to or think of as the higher self or your spirit guides or angels or whoever. Um, they're all kind of the same thing at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, unification is unification. And then once you get out of the separatism of the 3d world, you're dealing with a unified energy. And as yeah, you go we like labels, they don't like it so much. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They don't even like giving their names when, when I'm doing regression sessions to, to be offered a name is happens very rarely. Usually the only beings that'll offer a name are beings who decided to stay back, so to speak, as a guide for the person who's in session, um, but has incarnated with them many times on the planet. Um, And then the name is something that is, from what I gather, uh, a trigger or code between the two of familiarity. But when it comes to channeling mm-hmm. higher beings, they're not fond of, of names. They don't, a lot of them don't have names. I've gotten things like, uh, you couldn't say my name with your uh, physiology. Your physiology literally will not mm-hmm. allow you to make the sounds that are my name. I've gotten, I don't have a name. <laughs> at which point I've, I've said something along the lines of, um, can you give us a name to call you by so that as whoever I'm working with listens to this, they can start to recognize your energy and have a label for it. And they're usually fairly obliging in that sense. It kind of depends on how uh, forthcoming that energy would like to be. <laughs> um uh-huh. So yeah, I that was one of the things that frustrated me most when I was first starting out is no one had names. And I was like, how are they supposed to know who you are if you don't have a name? What is happening, you know? And so yeah, uh-huh. it, uh, it, it, it took some getting used to, but I get it now. I mean, I get a name yeah. is so limiting that it's not necessary where they're at. Everything is is visual. Everything is unspoken and... It's it's just a new world order. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the other things that popped out to me during this one. There were there were a couple of things. The <clears throat> they they've been showing me a lot lately about like the rainbow body, rainbow light, rainbow bridge. These are things that they keep bringing up fairly continually and I know that most of us have kind of the uh, uh, a thought or a reference for Rainbow Bridge as far as like when pets pass over and things like that. This is this is not that. Um, this is definitely something different. And it is a it is a bridging um, specifically and 
the colors are in relation to the shifting of energies and the building I don't want to see. Are you okay there? Yes. <laughs> what happened? Uh, the setup. There's a lot of movement. I, I'm having setup issues. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Holy crap. What is happening? Look, look, it's going to happen from time to time. Continue. It's just so, you know. Anyways. So, um, it's it's definitely a a reference to the building of energies currently and the they're very specific about the seeding of a new frequency the baseline of the frequency is compassion but we are you know another big reason for being in that heart space is to be able to hold and amplify and continue to build this new frequency that is basically going to be the the baseline or starting point from from where we next step off so um and i think that's really important let me just interrupt you for just a second i think that's really important because if there's one thing that we're missing on the planet right now it is the energy of compassion I think a lot of us have compassion when it's very easy to have compassion, but when it is threatening or feels threatening, when someone's behavior or decisions feel like they might threaten our own, uh, compassion goes right out the door and suddenly that person's the enemy. So I get, I get the compassion thing. It's very needed. So that actually goes along with, let me, um, so I had kind of another another like mini writing episode this morning. So this this was not with notepad and pen. This was just on my notes and my phone. <laughs> Let me see. Let me just say while you're okay, looking we'll while you're looking for that. <laughs> Let me just say, mm-hmm. I, it, I have, it's not lost on me that I have not shared the huge energetic download that once put into words sounds like, you know, just your regular pragmatic download that I usually receive, but I will be sharing that. I just, we'll work it back in. Okay. Well, maybe this will start up again because um, it's similar Mm-hmm. to what I received a few days ago, okay. but slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Earth and its inhabitants has a remarkable capacity for creation. Part of that creation is the endless capacity to create frequencies rooted in compassion and love. If you would only allow yourselves to be fully connected to the frequencies that you have the greatest potential for, you would have such a different perspective and experience on this plane. <laughs> Here's what I know. Humans love happiness. You love to feel it and hold it and see it in others. When you see someone else holding joy, you hold it just by being near them. Your happiness grows when there is happiness in those around you. When others are hurting, you hurt for them. Your compassion grows and you envelop them with your love like a warm blanket on a winter's day. But you also hold a great amount of conditioning. You needed to learn how to survive here, but sometimes these lessons are too deeply etched. 
You don't realize your capacity for love, compassion, and happiness because your survival skills also taught you fear. Sometimes you let fear be your frequency. This frequency is a very low vibration and one that is unfortunately easy to hold. It takes very little light to generate. Your capacity to hold light is much more vast, but requires you to lay down the frequency of fear. You choose level 0.5, but your capacity is too high to even number. Today, I ask you to lean into your potential. Lean into the capacity for love, compassion, and joy that I know you hold. I want you to experience what I see every time I look in your eyes. Remember a moment that made your heart swell with love. Remember a moment when you saw someone else experiencing joy and your heart grew yet again with an overwhelming happiness for their enjoyment. Remember a time when you held compassion for someone so much so that they could feel it and thanked your kindness with an embrace that once again filled your cup. Hold that moment. Feel that expansion in your heart space. And in this moment, understand that you are tapping into just a fraction of your actual capacity to love, experience, compassion, and joy. Remember the warmth in your chest, the buzz in your limbs, the vibration at your core, the vibrancy of colors all around you, the smell of the air, the plants. Hold that and remember how good it feels to feel good. Know that every time you access those frequencies, you are lighting up and activating more of those frequencies around you. You are healing generations of grief, sadness, destruction, abuse, disparity, disease. You are releasing these patterns from your own memories and experience. You are healing others, including the land that you're standing on and everything that it comes in contact with. Fear may be an easy frequency to create, but the capacity that the frequencies of love, compassion, and joy have are much greater and impact and last much longer. It's okay to know fear. It has been useful in our growth cycles, but it is the baseline for the emotions and frequencies that we enjoy the least. Use it as a building block for a higher frequency, such as compassion, but try not to visit it for too long. Practice your magic of healing today. Engage in the mindful practice of building higher frequency. Look someone in the eyes and smile a heartfelt smile. Give someone a hug and hold them tight. Say thank you to someone and really connect with gratitude when you do. Tell someone who looks like they need to hear it that they're doing a great job or that it is their or that their day is about to get better. Feel the deep magic in your ability to create this frequency and feel the healing that you just administered in that space. Hold on to that feeling for as long as you can and keep sending it out into the world whenever you get the opportunity. Every time you do, you're helping to create a new frequency that is currently being seeded and activated. You are building the new earth and what a beautiful place it will be. So that was this morning at like seven or so. (laughs) Well, cool. So, but, you know, basically the same, the same thing, (laughs) same message, Mm -hmm. slightly different wording. Mm -hmm. Definitely Um, from a different source. You know. Which gave it a different... Definitely from a different source. It gave it... Even the, the words had a different energy to them. 
a different energy and a different tone, but working in, you know, in the same direction. And then it was really funny because I ended up watching a video um, that was just kind of a, a random YouTube video. If, if I, if I kind of having a, an off morning or a weird morning or a lazy morning, that's usually one of the first things I'll do is I'll just, you know, scroll through YouTube and, and play whatever pops up. And, Mm -hmm. um, this particular video was somebody that I, that I watch often. Um, he's a really nice guy. He's, he has absolutely nothing to do with anything spiritual. Um, but he was abroad and experiencing a celebration and he was abroad or he was abroad. (laughs) He was abroad as in, in a foreign country. Okay. (laughs) Just wondering. You never know. Overseas. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good. Okay. Um, and experiencing a celebration and was in a state of kind of exactly what this was pointing to that that state of wow like everything feels great the energy is great like it was really interesting to hear him talk because the language although I've heard him say things like this before it was everybody that he spoke to it was all the energy here the energy here it's it's palpable it's you can feel it like everybody is having such a great time and and there's so much love and there's so much joy and there's and he was getting really emotional as he was speaking mm-hmm. and you know and I'm so grateful to be here and and what a great time and 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 how lucky am I and look at all these beautiful people and it was just you could see it's like look this is what happens when people get on the same page and are all holding that same that that same frequency it just builds and builds and builds and builds and it works quick like it works really fast Mm -hmm. so um you know they're like look if you can just rip yourself away from from these old paradigms long enough to engage in this and feel it like you're not going to want to leave that space mm-hmm. that it feels too good to let that go um and so there the the feeling right now for me is that they're they're really pushing this because it's like come on like we want you to experience this like this is great you're gonna feel fantastic all of these things that you want to you know release from from your life and your experience right now like this is how you do it and and the more you can practice this the easier it's it's going to be to tap into it and create more of it. Yeah. But Um, I I think at the same time, it it needs to be stated that because I know that when I receive advice like that, 
It sounds so straightforward, but the truth of the matter is, is that it is not straightforward. And if we go into the journey of staying in that, you know, positive emotion, because we think it's straightforward, it leads to things like spiritual bypassing, which is where you feel like crap, but you don't want to say it because that's negative. So you're just going to keep affirming that you feel great until you actually do, which by the way, never works and will never work. Uh, Because the, the truth of the matter is, is that when you decide to commit to the journey of staying or achieving a place where you can stay in a positive emotion, that journey first must show you all the places where you're not committed to doing that, (laughs) where you're more Mm -hmm. committed to the program that tells you, you should feel horrible here. And the problem with trying to just not feel horrible is it will get louder the more you don't listen to it. And you will feel because you've, you've conscious in your conscious mind, you've committed to feeling good. You'll feel like you're failing and you're not failing. You are on a journey that you've decided the end game for yourself. And every step is a step towards that end game, whether it feels good or not. And we have a lot of programs in us that tell us we need to feel a certain way, which is not always good, um, or it's not always a good feeling in order to achieve whatever it is we're trying to achieve. And that has to be purged as well. And, you know, as you may or may not know, the only way to purge things is to experience them consciously. Mm -hmm. And that's where things get a lot more complicated than just stay in a good vibe, you know, feel the good feels. (laughs) It's so much more complicated than that. So if you feel like you're failing, you're not failing. You're not failing. You are working through it. You're on your way. If you have made the decision that you are going to improve yourself, you're going to heal yourself, you're going to improve your life, you're not living like you used to live because you realize it made you it damaged you and it made you sad. You have done the work to put yourself on the path. Do not believe that in order to remain on the path, you must remain in that outcome mindset. You you can't hold on to that outcome in order to actually arrive at your destination. You have to say to yourself, I'm going to improve these things about myself and my life. I'm going to feel better and I'm going to feel freer and I'm going to feel more empowered. And then you have to let that go and let life show you the many ways in which you are not on board with that agenda. (laughs) Speaking as someone who's just coming out of it personally and who has a lot of friends going through it right now, this is shadow work. This is the purge. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And that is, that is the process. That's the process. There's no way around it. Absolutely. And, and like I said, like, you know, these messages have been coming through consistently. It doesn't mean that I wake up in a cheery, happy fucking mood every morning. Mm-hmm. Far from it. Mm-hmm. Last couple of days, I've also been going through some of the most... <clears throat> enormous pain and manageable like 
things that I haven't felt in years, physical experiences that I have not felt in years have been hitting me over the last several days. And so I've been dealing with that as well. But it's, it is interesting to me to step back and be the observant, um, you know, the, the, the observer, the, the, the observer, the, the bystander, whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. in my own life, in my own happenings and go, you have the capacity to do both. You have the capacity to both hold this awesomeness over here. And you have the ability to experience the pain and and acknowledge that that pain is coming up for a particular reason. And that that's something that you need to, you know, look into and address and keep working on. And it's kind of, it's a constant back and forth give and take. You know, like the messages come, I feel good about it. I can look at it and lean into it in the in the moment. I can feel horrible at the same time or alongside. I can dive into that. I can do work surrounding that, which often looks like, you know, first and foremost, some sort of self-care. Because for me, that's always been an issue. Mm-hmm. I tend to not want to slow down, stop, and take time to actually take care of myself or set up energetic boundaries that are helpful for me when I am personally going through something that I need to pay more attention to. Um, so, you know, sometimes it means look, I'm not going to get as much done today as as I put on my to-do list. My to-do list is going to change, and instead the things that I'm going to accomplish are going to look a little different. They're going to look like taking care of myself. They're going to look like, you know, <clears throat> giving myself the time that I need uh, to to process this pain and to be gentle with myself and um you know maybe i'm not going to go visit my parents today maybe i'm not going to go out and go grocery shopping today maybe i'm going to order them instead and have them brought to the house Mm -hmm. maybe i'm not going to um go and clean my car out Maybe I'm going to do something different instead. Maybe I'm going to work on a project that requires a little less of me today. Um, you know, so yeah, it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance, and it's it's a balance every day and and every second. Um, but. You know, and I I think that I think that sometimes we don't have we we don't realize that we have the capacity to feel both. It's like, look, you can absolutely feel wretched in one moment, and then experience 
you know, a funny meme or a commercial or get a text from a friend and have a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're automatically cured of your funk, (laughs) but it also doesn't mean that you can't find a moment of joy in your pain either. And I think the more that, that we kind of learn, it's like, okay, both of these things can exist at the same time. It's okay that both of these things don't exist in the same time, but both of these things can exist at the same time. Right. They're not mutually exclusive. You're not a nutter. Yeah. And and you're not a nutter if you're feeling both at the same time. You know, it's like, you know, we, we have all of these conditionings and terms and it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, now I must be fill in the blank. And it's like, look, don't put that much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 really not necessary. Just just be open to feeling whatever you need to feel whenever you need to feel it. Mm-hmm. And that includes both the heartbreak and and pain and the joy. I think I mean I've definitely gone through times in my life where you know especially when you're going through physical pain like I've had a lot of things that I've gone to in my life previously where I've been in in patterns of just pretty much consistent physical pain and I remember that like sometimes I would actually feel guilty for having a good moment even if it was just for five minutes, because it's like, well, no, I've, I, I feel, but I, but I feel so physically horrible. Like, why am I also feeling joy? Like, how can I have both things? I'm, you know, if I feel joy, if I see, you know, if people see joy on my face, then they won't believe that I am sick or that I am feeling horrible. Right. Because we we have created these associations and you kind of, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people going through things like that out there. And it's, it's really, really crappy because you're like, well, if I don't, if I don't go around looking or acting like I feel like I do all the time, then people won't accept that, that I am hurting, not a hundred percent right now. Yeah. And that I'm hurting Mm -hmm. and that I need support. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, Oh, she looks fine. Mm -hmm. Look, she just laughed at that joke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He's all right. You know, you're all right, girl. And it's like, well, I'm not, but I had a good moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can be both. It's okay. You know, that, that shouldn't, that also shouldn't keep you from feeling like you need support Mm -hmm. or feeling like you need to reach out or, you know, feeling like, you know, I need five minutes separate from this thing that's 
making me feel physically unwell and I want to give myself a mental break and laugh for the next hour. Mm -hmm. That's the best medicine ever, Mm -hmm. you know, but I would deny myself that in those times because I just figured, well, if I don't 1000% commit (laughs) to feeling horrible, I'm not, I won't be supported when I need it. Right. Before we go on too much further, I want to recap because you said you said some very important things when you were talking about self-care. And I just wanted to break those down into bullet points so that anyone who was just listening and maybe didn't pick up on it consciously can pick up on it consciously. So self-care tools for when you're not feeling, you know, up to doing what your whole to-do list, um, not doing (laughs) not doing is number one on that. Make it normal, normalize not doing. Uh And inevitably for the majority of us, not doing is going to instantly trigger uh, stories that put our self-worth into question, guilt narratives, shame narratives, uh, because we have been raised in a society where, in order to succeed, you've got to be willing to work and work hard. Uh, yes, to a degree, but also that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. Let's let's redefine work and work hard. But back to my point, not doing is okay. When you're not feeling well, even if it's just you're exhausted, because guess what? When the earth is being whammied by this much energy, you will be exhausted. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be exhausted, <laughs> among other things, which we'll get to later. Um, the second thing you said was trading out one thing for another, you know, making sure that yeah. you are remaining conscious of the things on your list and that those things are interchangeable. It doesn't have to happen in a certain way you know, allow yourself to switch one thing out for another. And the third thing you said, which was great, is rethinking how you can accomplish certain tasks. There's more than one way to skin a cat. How can you get those groceries? If you're not going to go and pick them up yourself, what are some other things you could do? Are there, are there, you know, is there a more local place you could go to just pick up a few things to get to hold you over? Can you order them and have them delivered? Can a friend pick you some stuff up and put it on the porch? There are a multitude of ways to get things done. And what happens is when we don't feel well, we get triggered into the guilt and shame. And the guilt and shame becomes our overbearing parent and says, well, you know, if you don't feel well enough to go to the store, I guess you're going to starve. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that people picked up on that because it was it was so woven into the story that I was like, wait, this is important. This is good shit. Yeah. We, we got to highlight this. This, this is good. <laughs> I got to write that down. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I still have to remind myself. It's like, look, you, you can you can do this differently. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need to, if you need some time, you need some time. And that's... It is okay. Yeah. So I guess, um, I guess since I promised, 
since I brought it up. Yeah, let's uh, back around. For those people who are wondering what uh, the download was that overwhelmed me and made me walk around my kitchen, um, again, it's difficult to explain, <laughs> but I'll do my best. They were showing me that um, the, the collective energy that we're experiencing right now, this this collective purge that we're in, is a part of the cycle moving from a shadow to light, which is a cycle that we've been in for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and they showed me the infinity symbol and they showed me that point in the middle where that figure eight loops and the cycle changes to a new part of the cycle, you know? So you've got, if you imagine it in black and white, one side, black, one side, white, we're moving from that black side to the white side. And we're getting very close in by their definition, which of course, you know, they never give you a timeline because time doesn't exist to them, blah, blah, blah. But that we're getting very close to that flip onto the different part of that energy, the, the lighter side of that energy. And of course, as we get there, as we approach it, the shadow will be more considerable and it will purge and that they're taking advantage of that natural part of the cycle to well first they want you to know us to know that you know the reason earth unlike some other uh i don't know what to call it creations um has not been destroyed and you know has not Destroy, we have not destroyed earth. We have not been allowed to destroy earth. We have not been allowed to compromise the creation of earth. And the reason for that is because the spiritual basis on which it was built is still sound and valid. There's nothing wrong with the uh -huh. spiritual energies that were woven together to create our reality. And our reality was actually designed to handle <clears throat> this period of darkness that we've been slogging through. So it, it they, they won't allow it to be destroyed, which, you know, always comforting to hear that the apocalypse won't look like complete destruction. Um, but they also wanted to know, wanted or they showed me, <laughs> oh gosh, how do I say this? That, so they show me a dragon. <laughs> And it's like they are luring the dragon away from its horde. Because, and the way they're doing this, the dragon represents the powers that be. The government, the, the structures, the systems that are in place that have governed our lives for many, many years. Um, we are, enough of us are awake now and more are awakening every day to where we're starting to see the fuckery. <laughs> And we're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. I, I don't support that at all. That is not okay at all. And because of that, the dragon, so to speak, is now like, wait, my, my, my horde, my power, my control, my manipulation is threatened. So I have to do something to manage the threat. And the point of that is, is that while the dragon is off managing its threat, putting on its game face, making sure that we stay asleep, making sure that the fear narrative is pumped up, you know, the volume is 
hyped up on that fear narrative, distracting us with all of that stuff so that they can keep playing the games they want to play. Then in comes spirit flooding the planet with light. And of course, when I got this part of the message, I was kind of like, seriously, dude, really? Like flooding the planet with light? Are we doing that? That's the message again. And yeah, that's the message again. I mean, I'm not, when I pick up messages, it's not usually a flooding the planet with light message because they know I'll roll my eyes at it because, you know, 8 million other channelers are picking up the same thing. And it, I don't need it, but the way they showed it to me was fascinating because it was so strategic <laughs> that as they've pulled the ego away, as they've pulled that, that false power, you know, away, they come in with this influx of light and the influx of light changes the foundation, changes the foundation that all of that old energy had been sitting on to the point where it is no longer a resonant match with the old energy. So when the dragon comes back to reclaim its throne, satisfied that it's, you know, put up firewalls and built a nice shiny facade that'll keep us tricked for a little while longer, it won't have any place to sit. It won't have any place to be anymore. Its layer will have completely changed out from under it and it won't even recognize where it belonged. And I was like, that's really, that is, kind of deep that's deep you know and uh and the way they show it to me is that you know everyone's always afraid that it's going to be so destructive and they're like make no mistake the, the chaos will increase but they kept on saying the word soft it'll be soft there will be a softness when the change finally happens when we hit that middle point where the cycles shift from one to another they just kept on saying softness Almost like they, they likened it for me to an EMP pulse, which is an electro, electromagnetic pulse, where if it goes off, it just sort of eliminates all of the electricity. Now, I didn't take that literally, uh, but who knows? Um, but it just, it was a silence. It was a hush. It was a kind of a confusion, like what just happened? And how do we move on from here? No one was in peril. No one was in danger. Everything was fine. It was just completely different. I don't know what that's going to look like. I have my guesses. I'll leave you to yours. But that was the message. And, uh, you know, uh, give me a tin hat. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what came through. <laughs> and I knew that if I didn't share it and I had been listening to this, I would have been like, what? You can't leave me hanging. So that is what I got. <laughs> and you are welcome to do with it as you please. Nice. I like it. No, it makes a lot of sense. And to me, it's, you know, it's moving from that very distorted version of masculine and feminine energy that we've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know we, we, there's always talk about the you know the patriarchal and things like that but it's even so much in um you know i think about a lot of the there's there's been a lot of movement to try to get you know women back in the forefront back you know evening things out but 
something that I have noticed and something that they have continually pointed out throughout the, you know, last, I want to say probably, you know, 10 years or so has been the way that we've been going at it hasn't quite really worked because we, as we're kind of, you know, trying to be empowered and step into that, um, that new space of being and, you know, uh, use our voices and we're kind of going about it using what we have learned from the <laughs> patriarchy. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely we're, not kind of, we are at, we have absolutely been using male energy to assert female dominance, which is the exact opposite of female energy. Yeah. It's distorted male energy. Yeah. So it's not grounding energy. It's not grounding into planetary energy, which really is the energy of the masculine is the seeding the seeding of of energy into the planet the 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 firm planting of of the um how do I even describe it of the more um kind of emotional and not emotional in a in a Crimea river way but that softer nurturing it's it's helping to weave that through that is the true kind of balance point but the the distorted energy is is the you know i'm gonna piss on it put a flag in it and make it mine (laughs) it's not it's not energy with it's energy over right energy over power over Mm -hmm. not power with um you know and so there is there is a distortion of both energies out there there's the you know i'm going to take my power back uh, and it's like look i'm i'm all for (laughs) empowerment and using your voice and and stepping out there but it it's not going to be super helpful if you're just weaving it with that same energy you're just putting the same thing back out there you're just doing it in a different physiology and that's that's not creating anything new that's just reaffirming what's already been there Mm -hmm. and and it's 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 just not very helpful um so that softness you know and you can liken it to to certain um you know motherly type things uh you can liken it to mother earth or mother nature you know mother nature is more than happy to give you you know beautiful trees and a lovely ocean and green grass in the spring and lovely flowers but she will also give you floods and thunder and lightning and hurricanes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not because she hates you. It's because this is 
a balance. This is a rebalancing. There is something that is out of balance that needs to be balanced, or there is, you know, there is something that is building that needs to be released, and this is how it's being released. Mm-hmm. It's not being done out of malice. It's being done out of a a need to come back to a point of balance or a need for a type of release. And, you know, and even with our own mothers, you know, mom can scold you and say, you know, don't touch the hot stove and yell at you. But it's done out of a place of loving intent, not, hey, stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Depending on the mom. So... (laughs) Well, depending on the mom. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. But, you know, but that's the visual that they give me is, is the, you know, it's not like, you know, we, we have been taught that that softer feminine energy is weakness. And it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most amazing strength ever. <laughs> I mean... Uh, you know it, that's the that you can have that feeling of you know I love this thing and and I want to nurture it and at the same time I will be more than happy to you know also deliver you know the toughness when that is necessary not out of a place of of ego and power but out of a place of there is an imbalance and that imbalance needs to be evened out Mm -hmm. this is how that happens so you know that's those are the things that come up for me when you talk about something like that it's that that bringing back that that balance and the um kind of the reconditioning of the highly distorted masculine that we've been working with and the distorted feminine that we've been working with. Cause there's definitely, it's, it exists in both, not yeah. just one or the other, but, but there's definitely a, a balance. And, and I, and again, that compassion energy is, although it exists in both, that is very much, a feminine seated quality mm-hmm. that the male also accepts and holds and is helping to seed. It's kind of like, you know, the, the bringing, the bringing the concept and the thought into fruition. Mm-hmm. One needs to help the other to kind of pull that through. It's, it's a, it's a combination. There's always, there's always a coming together to make those things happen, you know, in, uh, in our lives and in nature in general, we're seeing it right now. Hello spring. <laughs> I've been looking out my window and seeing all the things starting to bloom and thank goodness it's not as windy today as it was yesterday because wow. And that was fun. The winds are fun. That was crazy. So let's I was like, say Dang, the winds have changed. 
They're all blowing. I mean, being an air sign, I really appreciate wind. It's one of my favorite things. So as long as it's not blowing my house of sticks down, I uh, I appreciate it very much. Um, let's say before I don't we... appreciate what it does to my senses, but <laughs> <laughs> I. I get that. I, I can completely understand that. That is valid. Sinuses do not necessarily agree with the wind. Um, let's say before we wrap things up, we talk about some symptoms that people might be experiencing right now as a result of this great strategic plan. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, so definitely. Like that's the thing is it'll run the gamut depending on who you are and where you're at in your journey, what you're going through in your life. But for me, I'm experiencing fatigue, a lot of fatigue and crazy dreams. I totally had a UFO dream last night now that I think about it. Um, weird dreams and not being able to sleep through the night, definitely waking up and staying up for hours, much to my chagrin. Uh, so those are some of the symptoms that I've been experiencing. Yeah, I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I am, it, it's it's not even a, oh, I'm kind of sleepy. I'm going to try to go back to sleep. No, it's it's a, you're awake. Yeah. You're oh. awake now. Oh, yeah. Now you're awake. You're awake. You are not going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, here, scroll through your phone, find a nice meditation. <laughs> and I... You know, I, I hope you get what you need out of this. So that's usually what my very early mornings will look like. Will mm -hmm. look like me scrolling through the phone with earbuds in, trying to find a meditation, hoping that it will eventually help me get back to sleep, mm -hmm. um, afford me some sort of sleep. Definitely um, fatigue, uh, feeling overwhelmed in the body. This is a big thing, too. This has also been coming through quite a bit. Um, paying attention, paying very close attention to how things show up in your body. How does it feel in the body? Where is that feeling sitting in the body and exploring that uh, rather than coming to like a, a rash and complete decision over why whatever x y or z is is affecting you the way it's affecting you um i don't for know. example the <clears throat> i'm i'm gonna try to that fell out of my face so i'm gonna try to back up and, <laughs> okay and make some sense out of it cool, cool um so what they mean is like for me personally again i tend to get this very uncomfortable um vibratory feeling throughout my body I will feel it a lot in my shoulders and in my low back I tend to want to kind of curl up when it's happening because it's it's very uncomfortable borderline on painful and it is just an energetic surge is is what they show me they're like look you're just you're getting a lot of it right now. Mm -hmm. Your body is is able to hold it. It has capacity for it. It is just very different. And there's a lot of it at once. And it's not sure what to do with it. So the more mindful you can be about 
when you are having some sort of uh, physical reaction to something that's going on and where you are holding it and then being very conscious of trying to release that. One of the things that they have told me, this is just in the last couple of days, and I thought it was kind of funny. They were like, we want you to slow down, take some deep breaths, and we want you to relax your face into a gentle smile. And at first, I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) This is painful. The last thing I want to do is fucking smile. I don't think so. No. Um, But they are like, give it a try. And so I'm like, fine. So I took some deep breaths and brought up a smile and was really amazed at how it is nearly impossible to hold tension in your body while you are smiling. A nice, soft smile. <laughs> like, I'm not talking the weird, forcing Joker grin. <laughs> I'm talking just breathing and letting that exhalation turn into a nice, gentle smile. It relaxes your entire body. And I'm like, damn, this means I have to smile more often. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the dirty, rotten tricks. Tricks, right? (laughs) It's like, now I have to smile more often too, man. But it's actually a really decent trick. (laughs) I'm like, all right, fine. (laughs) I'll smile more often. But, um... Yeah, like like for me, that's one of the big ones is that that very buzzy, clenching kind of feeling because there's just a, there's an energetic surge happening and my body is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't know if we want this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you want it. Just, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to hold it, but let it pass. But the more you clench up, the more you're actually holding it. Mm hmm. It's like, you don't have to have, you have to keep all of this. Right. <laughs> just, just let it, let it, let it go through you. Let it travel through you. But our, our lower chakras are the places where we're processing all of those things. And that also tends to be one of the places where most of us um, are really shut down, especially empaths, because <clears throat> we don't want to feel all the feelings. We already feel all the feelings. We feel everybody else's feelings. Uh, we usually do not want to take the time to process them. And all of that processing is, is done in those lower chakras. So your, your solar plexus, your sacral and your root, your root is basically your tether to the best releasing pathway that you have. And that's your pathway to the earth. I knew you were going to bring it back to grounding and absorb anything. I know. Well, you know, we, it's, it's a, it's another big thing right now is, is the grounding because there is so much energy going through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that grounding, grounding is definitely a thing and whether it's, you know, whatever works for you, whether that's taking a walk on the beach, 
you know, putting your feet in the sand, going outside and doing some gardening, getting your, your hands in the soil, hugging the tree, um, you know, grabbing some, some garnet or some bronzite or some shungite if you're working with crystals, because those are all, all really great for, for grounding in a way that's not so, um, for black kyanite, black kyanite too is another good one. Those are all <clears throat> stones that are great for grounding that are not as, um, they're not as intrusive to your own energy as something um, heavier, like a black tourmaline. Yeah. Like black, black tourmaline, tourmaline is like shutting a gate. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like <laughs> the others are a little softer and will allow you to, to still keep doing the work that you want to do without shutting everything down. <laughs> Like I always have a hard time with black tourmaline because it feels like I'm being cut off and, uh, and that's an uncomfortable feeling too. So I, I prefer one of the others and usually I prefer garnet because garnet is also very nurturing, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, you know, however, however that works for you, salt baths also Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. I've taken four salt baths in the last three days. Wow. <laughs> it's been helpful. So, you know, you gotta you gotta find what works for you and and be willing to continue to shift mm-hmm. what works for you. Um, I know a lot of us will get stuck in a routine and we're like, Nope, this is the one that works for me. This is the only thing that works for me. And, and then know, all of a sudden you find yourself in a place where you're like, that's not working anymore. That's a good point. That's a good point because that also brings an opportunity to play. You know, we, we get, uh-huh. we're designed, we're already predispositioned to come up with systems to make and facilitate efficiency in our lives. But, you know, when something's uh-huh. not working, if you can stay open to the idea that there are a multitude of things that you can play with, like earth, earthy oils you could play with, uh, uh-huh. there's so many different things that you can think of. It gives you an opportunity to be creative. And that instantly brings yeah, in your other... earth. Yeah, yeah. And that brings in your other senses. It brings in your other chakras. And it starts to... Um, make a more cohesive system which helps you ground out that energy so yeah so absolutely start looking for opportunities to play when you when especially when you're not feeling well because you know play Uh is one of the lightest energies it's so it's inspiring you know sometimes you're going to be in a position where even play is too much and you've got to let yourself have that but if you are in a place where you find yourself fighting what you're going through, you have to start initiating the energy of play. How can I turn this, like all this energy that I'm expending on fighting and rebelling, how can I take that same level of energy and just play in ways that might benefit me? And if something doesn't work, it didn't work, but you had fun doing it. And I guarantee you that you won't be able to tell the difference between something working because it was poof magic and something working because it was play play is 
every bit, if not more magical. I mean, all of these things are just permission slips to play anyway. So if uh-huh. you can, if you can, you know, conjure up <laughs> a little play spell for yourself, make it so, you know, let your freak flag fly. And sometimes it really, and sometimes, yeah, and sometimes it really is just that nudge to get your your creative spirit going mm-hmm. to initiate the uh, that that creator in you because that's that's a big part of who we all are mm-hmm. and and one of our most amazing abilities is our abilities to create whatever that is right you know whatever whatever that means to you when you're when you're playing you're also creating and sometimes you're given that that contrast to nudge you (laughs) out of your seat a little bit Mm -hmm. to go and do that thing that's different or think of a a new way to get that task done or to you know think of a different way to communicate it's it's ultimately it, it will all come back to that sort of creative energy yeah yeah Invent new ways for yourself. That is play. That is play. And it's like that meme says where the, you know, the scientists are talking about how it takes 400 repetitions of an action to create a new synapse in the brain. If it's, you know, just repetition, but if it's done through play, it takes 20. Mm -hmm. Not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. The guides want you to play. It's like that excitement, excitement and wonder and possibilities. Curiosity. That's that curiosity that that fires a whole a whole different system like it's really interesting because i tend to see visuals and visions of of how the body's energetic system is functioning and seeing all of the like the little electric synapses and everything firing and it's it's always so interesting because like in those moments of like the, like the aha, when you discover like discovery and, and the wonder and the curiosity that comes before it, it's like, they're like all these little mini explosions Mm. that are happening. Like that creates, that creates a lot of energy in and of itself. Yeah. So, um, you know, all those little processes, they're, they're really so much more helpful than, than we realize. So whatever you need to do to, um, you know, either nudge yourself or, or be a catalyst for yourself. Like, like I always love to keep coloring books and crayons in the house just in case, you know, I'm having a really potentially crap day. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's go (laughs) grab the coloring book and crayons (laughs) and let's spend the next half an hour coloring a picture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll take me out of that space of whatever that thing that I was hyper-focused on and, you know, gets me to play with color and, you know, how, how can I make this, this very static thing come to life? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of my favorite easy ways to, to do that. If, if I, if I cannot come up with something, you know, immediately, if nothing 
comes to me that's that sounds really interesting that's probably the first thing I'll grab mm-hmm. how about you what's do you have a go-to um first thing that comes to mind is or music is it just whatever in the moment it it, it is with it's mm. whatever in the moment with music yep. <laughs> so and it, and it'll be you know whatever music kind of matches my mood that too mm-hmm. yeah I love that yep so Lots good playlists we have we have more on that upcoming we do that's right so i guess it's a good time to say thanks for listening and uh if there's no objections i will do our our little outro like we're professionals or something cool whoa 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 okay so join us next week as we use our inside voice to talk about 80s music (laughs) And how, oh. how it, it, the 80s were a decade meant to catalyze the awakening of that generation and beyond, tied into the music, tied into the entertainment. Spirit has had some interesting messages about that. So join us this, next week as we talk about that. And until then, this is Heather. And this is Jamie. And we're using our outside voice to say, stay safe, stay sovereign, and we will see you next week. We out.